We've got Demontre Moore, former Texas A&M football player, former NFL player as well. And he played for one of these teams in the Super Bowl and played in this same exact matchup in 2019. What's going on, Demontre? Uh, how are you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Not bad, man. Like I just mentioned, you, you were a part of this Chiefs-Niners uh, Part 1 matchup in the Super Bowl in 2019. I know you were on that Niners team. What was the vibe like for you guys as you were preparing to go play on the biggest stage in the sport? Ah, oh, man, it's a great question. That vibe was unmatched. Like, <laughs> I hate to be a walking book. No, I don't hate. I actually love being a walking book, a cliche. <laughs> but when they say words don't describe it, words really don't. Like, the electric, the electricity, the the extra energy, you're always juiced up for a game. But there was a little more uh, on it. It was a little more icing on the cake because you finally made it. The biggest stage, the biggest goal, everybody goes out. It's 32 teams at the beginning of the year saying, hey, at the end of the year, this is our goal and aspirations. To know that we accomplished that and was there, oh, we were juiced up. But not only juiced up just to be there, we were juiced up to win. But the difference is, I, be, I think, between this team currently that's about to play this weekend and back in 20, that 2019-2020 team, uh, that the experience. A lot of that core, uh, the core guys are there right now. Nick Bosa, it was his rookie year. You had Debo Samuel. You had Eric Armstead that was there. Fred Warner, uh, Javon, uh, Dre Greenlaw that was there. A lot of those guys were there and got to experience that as rookies. And so now to go back on this stage, that's what's going to be the difference maker right now. So I know they're excited, but also as much as they're excited about just being there, I know that there's a little extra excitement because there's unfinished business. Like we didn't get to finish it back then. And so for them to actually come back here and then be part two, it's like, watching a movie back in the day, the Apollo versus uh, Rocky, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Lakers versus Detroit. Like this rivalry is about to go down, uh, especially when the 49ers win. We're going to be waiting for a part three. Now, Demontre, they hadn't won it since 94. I was personnel director at the Niners at the time, and Mike Shanahan was at the OC, you know, and – that was a that was the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl. So talk to me, and I, I mean, at that time I knew Kyle, but he was probably like ten, you know. So <laughs> talk to me about uh, the type of coach that Kyle is. Uh, coach Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches I've had um, over my tenure playing football. For him, he embodies uh, the best quality that I look for in a coach. When you look at a lot of these guys, it's being a player-oriented coach. For it, it speaks volumes. Like you said, you worked in the personnel department back when uh, San Fran won, when his dad was uh, the coordinator there. Well, that does a lot for somebody. Growing up, growing up in that type of environment, seeing your dad and the excellency and the level that he played at and got his team to play at, it's the same thing for him, and you know that he's more motivated now than before because he hasn't got he hasn't gotten over that hump. And for him to be one of the most driven coaches that I know, yes, he's player uh, oriented. Yes, he's cool, calm, and collected. He's about as smooth. I don't know if the fans pay attention to his shoe game on the sideline, <laughs> but we've been paying a lot of attention to Mike McDaniel down in Miami about his shoe game. Well, Kyle Shanahan is that same guy. He came up under that tree, so I cannot speak highly <laughs> what they say um they say it in the uh the good church, church folks said if i had ten thousand tongues i wouldn't be able to praise you enough 
he's not God, but when you uh, think about it in that football world, he's up there. He he has done a lot, um, not only as a coach, professional level, but just as a person. Kyle is the guy. So I think it's his time, and there's nobody that's much more deserving than him. We're talking to Demontre Moore, who joins us via the WGK Law guest hotline. Is Benny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Demontre, what, what Niners team – is going to show up in this game. I, I think for a couple of times this year, really for up until that Ravens game on Christmas night, I thought the Niners were the best team in football. And that game changed my mind a little bit. You know, the, the Ravens came out and overpowered them. And look, I thought the Ravens were the best team in football after that. And they're not even in this game right now. But what Niners team are we going to show up? Is it going to be the one that we saw struggling against the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round? Or is it going to be the one that we saw kind of come back and take over that second half against the Detroit Lions. Hey, man, I'm just like you. I'm a fan watching on the outside in. There's no telling which team is going to uh, show up. But I talked to Eric Armstead, Chris Lissary, a few guys uh, that are still on the team that were there when I was there. And you can feel the energy and the tenacity and that effort that just them talking through the phone. It's funny because Steve Wilkes came out and – uh, challenge his team publicly. Sometimes that can be hit or miss. A uh, majority of the time with great competitors, people that love to compete, it, it is that fuel that lights that fire. But for him to come out and speak on his defense and the, the caliber of play or the level of play that they have, yes, at the beginning they were going and firing on all cylinders where it was no doubt that they looked like the best team in the league. And then, you know, it goes back to that old saying or cliche, any given Sunday, anybody mm-hmm. can get beat. And so they got beat, but not only got beat, but got overpowered. Well, that's a slice of humble pie right there. That is like Ray Lewis, uh, one of y'all greats, always said, during the offseason, sometimes you got to get back to the basics. And I think that butt whooping for them was them getting back to the basics. And on top of that, with Steve Wilkes coming out and publicly challenging his team, I know those guys. I know uh, Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa. They aren't the who-rah-rah guys, but what they are <laughs> – are competitors and anytime that you challenge them they've always rised up to the occasion and when your leaders have that type of mentality fred warner drake greenlaw those true competitors have that talent for them to make that change if i'm a betting man they're going to come out playing with their hair on fire they have the talent level they have the schematic part of it now once they get that energy and flying and hitting richard sherman already said he spoke to a couple other guys they're about to go out there like a pack of crazed dogs and i'm excited to see so if you know this is the last game of the season let's hope that cinderella doesn't change and she keep on both her glass slippers and if she keeps it on hey this 49ers defense is going to be scary to watch all right, DeMontre, what do you think of, you know, when you watch Chase Young, what do you see? Because, he, you know, they've been on him as of late for kind of being a no-show lately, and, and he hadn't been getting as many reps. What do you see when you watch him? Because I know you're a former pass rush guy. Yes, sir. Um, what do I see when I watch Chase Young play? I see a lot of talent. Um in my opinion, I think he's a more polished version of Clowney where he's at in his career right now. Um, I think he needs to be properly motivated, and I think he needs to be around uh, good people. Look at Clowney and his success uh, that he's had in the league. When you paired him up with um, a tremendous talent like J.J. Watt, uh, Miles Garrett, and those guys within their self, he's been able to revive his career and be productive and give him a lot of uh, one-on-one situations. And I think with Chase Young right now, him being at San Fran, yes, he hasn't showed up and made the plays or the big name plays or be that guy, 
But one thing that we're forgetting is we can't hold him to that standard of being that first-round pick for the Washington Redskins because guess what? He's going into somebody else's team. Yes, it's a team game, but that is Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa's defensive line. So for him to come in, learn the schematic, learn everybody's personality. Yes, you have that chemistry with Bosa, but you got to also learn that chemistry with other people. And I think it's shown that he's gotten better uh, – He's gotten better as he's played, but, yes, he hasn't shown up in those moments. But this is the biggest stage. The biggest stage is going to either, hey, those bright lights either make you look like a deer in a headlight or some of those guys turn into Johnny Cage and become the superstar that they were meant to be. And I think that's what's going to happen. Chris Kacarek, that defensive line coach, like, let's let's stop talking about Chase Young. Let's talk about more so Chris Kacarek and what he has done and his resume. Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, Cliff Abel. All these guys are talented within their own right, but guess what? It also takes a coach to bring that out of you. And when I say that Chris Kassarik, hands down, is by far the best defensive line coach that I have ever had and has brought the best out of me, if there's anybody that can do it, I think he's going to do it. And then on top of that, putting that pressure on them for the Super Bowl, I think this is going to be – his coming out party <laughs> and for not only for this year, but for years to come, like <laughs> that starlight is going to, is going to pop out for him. It, it's shown back to his tenure back at Ohio state when it was him and Nick Bosa. Like he's been a superstar. He just needs the spotlight and he just needs to be comfortable in himself. So we'll see what happens. Demontre, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you making some time for us today. Enjoy the Super Bowl, man. We'll talk again down the line. I guess you're picking yeah. the Niners, right? Ah, yes, sir. I'm picking the Niners, <laughs> but it's in it's in, it's in a tight nail box. You, it's hard to bet against Patrick. Mahomes, yes, it is. <laughs> but when you got um, the talent that the Niners have, and then the experience is the best teacher, I think that's where it's going to be the edge. It's the battle of Steve, Steve Wilkes, Steve. You know, Steve Spagnola. Spagnola. Uh, yep. You had uh, I had Spags when I was there in New York. But the difference is, and I, like I said, I am a walking book of cliches. I'm going to quote my uh, favorite rapper, Lil Wayne: "Experience is the best teacher." That Kansas City def- uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense has been playing lights out and have been able to make the adjustments, but they're also still a young defense and a young defense that is inexperienced in this big game like this. They're going to have to depend on Chris Jones and those other guys, but I think San Fran is going to pull it out. I think it's going to be a shootout, probably thirty. I would say it would be 32 or 28 San Fran to, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, I would say 24 to 32 or 28 to 17 will be the final score. Got it, DeMontre. Either way, you're taking the Niners to win. We yes, we, we know that. <laughs> Appreciate you, DeMontre, <laughs> man. Enjoy the game. All right, you too. Enjoy Super yep. Bowl weekend, fellas.